Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Hello and welcome to the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and today I have an exciting uh, bonus episode for you. We took an excerpt from one of our previous Law Firm Growth Summit talks by Brett Tremblay called Taming the Email Monster, and we we took a, a, a clip of a ton of value and want to share that with you. Now, we're doing this because we want to give you a taste of what to expect at the Law Firm Growth Summit. At the time that you're listening to this, uh, unless you're listening to it in the future, but when we release it, we're less than two weeks away from our annual Law Firm Growth Summit. It's a virtual conference for three days where we bring over 30 leaders, experts in the industry to really help you get all the information you need on what's working now, what are the strategies that you need to implement in your law firm to achieve success. I'm really excited about some changes we made this year. One of them is we actually uh, split the topics into three areas. So uh, we have a category based on your law firm size. Uh, we have a startup category that's for the new attorney or the the solo who's been uh, who's been struggling in the t- zero to two fifty k revenue range. Um, and it's not a judgment on where you're at, but uh, there's specific information that you need to be able to conquer that, to be able to jump from there to the next stage, which is our expansion phase. So we have a a ton of really good uh, topics for you in the startup phase to help you go, get going. Then we have the expansion phase. The expansion phase is when you're in on that journey of expanding your law firm from 250K to 2 million in revenue. There's a lot that you need to learn in that phase, uh, whether it's consistent marketing or team building um, and all of, the, all of the, the really cool things in between like systems and processes and technology. And we have a great lineup of speakers for you to help you navigate that phase of growth. And then we've got the legacy creator phase. And the legacy creator phase is somebody who has figured out the day-to-day, how do I how do I navigate consistent clients? How do I have a team that <clears throat> that is able to produce the work? And now I'm in this place where maybe I'm worried about what's next, or maybe I want to focus on the culture in my firm, uh, or maybe I want to set my sights on uh, being a a uh, owner that is not necessarily working in the law firm. Um, and we've got a really great lineup of speakers who have achieved. Um, uh, way more than $2 million in their law firm, or they have some other area of expertise that's really going to help you in that legacy creator phase. So uh, we've done this great job of lining up a, a massive slate of speakers. And guess what? Registration's free. It's virtual. It's free. Like, why would you not join us? I don't know. But um, all you need to do is go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast, and grab your free registration today. And enjoy this teaser of Brett Tremblay's talk from, I think it's from our 2021 event uh, called Taming the Email Monster. Take care. Step one, because we just went through the four steps. 
you know, hire one if you don't have an assistant. And if you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant. And that's just a fact. All of the time answering your own emails and sorting your own emails and responding to things and, and looking at, at marketing things, um, you know, that's just time that's you, you can't get back and you can't, um, you can't charge for that time either. And that, that was like my personal story why I couldn't figure out why I was working so hard and I couldn't make more money. I was just spending so much time doing $10 an hour jobs, sending my own faxes back in 2011, answering my own phones, etc. So um, it says if by delegating, you mean dumping everything on one person, then yes, you're doing an awesome job delegating. Kind of a joke at my law firm is I like to delegate by throwing people to the fire, but hey, that's why you hire good people, right? So that you can uh, you expect them to perform, so let them perform. But at least with an entry level um, VA or, or you know, in-person assistant, whatever, you're gonna wanna train them. So step two, create four folders for sorting your email. So you want a daily folder, a weekly folder, a folder that, by the way, your assistant can answer for you. There are so many emails that come into your inbox that someone else can find the resource of what that person needs. It could be a client, they're just looking for something simple. Clearly, it could be somebody looking to set up an appointment. You don't need to respond to that. Someone else can do that for you. Um, you know, a lot of things that your assistant can handle and you never even need to see that email. And of course, the response folder, that's something that, you know, legitimate, you wanna get back to once or twice per day, kind of depending on your preference. So um, I went through the daily um, and I talked about the weekly. So what you wanna do, um, look for, for the daily, by the way, that's just at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, some things that you kind of need to look at um, maybe there's a deadline, uh, maybe like in-house things and, and you don't want to get caught up in, but one of your other attorneys, you know, needs something. You can train your assistant of what things you want to put in the daily folder. The weekly stuff I mentioned, events, marketing emails, you know, you just, you don't need to look at that stuff except for once per week, obviously, unless you are involved in one of the meetings. Um, the response folder is to be checked twice a day emails that need a direct response from you and emails that are urgent and have a deadline. Obviously, if you're litigating or you have court deadlines, those are very important, but maybe not even for you, you know, for, uh, we used to have the red book, but everyone should have access to your red book calendar online, shared calendars, and those things can be handled for you, absolutely. And then uh, we get to the response, uh, sorry, the assistant folder. This folder is managed and delegated to the assistant. Um, your assistant should be sorting all this email, putting things in spam, unsubscribing. We've done a ton of unsubscribing lately. I guess everybody's home now. And so, uh, lots more emails are going out. I mean, look, we send out a lot of emails to get staffed up, but, um, you know, what you want to do is, is protect yourself from seeing too many things. You know, I'll just be honest. For example, we hope you see our emails. That's what everybody's hoping for, that you're sitting in front of your computer and that we can interrupt your time that someone can get you right at the right moment because now with most email programs, you can uh, you have an option of send this at the most optimal time. So over the next 24 hours, every recipient who is getting one of your emails will have an algorithm which tells your email system when they are most active on their email and that's when that email will be delivered, right? That's how they get you. That's why you have to turn off the alerts and you know stuff that we send blogs productivity tips tips on delegation i don't even want you to interrupt your day with those things because it's not a productive interaction between us anyway i'd rather you have 
non-interrupted focused time to just say, okay, that's not important. That's not important. This is important. Oh, that's interesting. What can we do about this? Put this on for next quarter, put this on for a project, et cetera. And you can only do that and think through that clearly when you have that time, the dedicated time, I should say. So um, step three, throughout the day, your email, your manager, search your email. Uh, if you want something done, do it yourself, false, delegate. I'm sure we have a lot of fans of the office here, but yes, answering emails um, directly that they can help with. I mean, that is just such a helpful, a helpful thing. In fact, what we're going to do on the next slide is give you some examples of, of sort of template emails. So a lot of people have autoresponders. I don't like those. And even on vacation, I think you should try to be funny with it. Like, Hey, bug off. You know, I finally am on a vacation. I deserve it. However, someone's monitoring my email. Um, somebody will be with you if you need us or send a message here. When you, when you put an autoresponder that's like, I'm out, you know, see you later, then that can be viewed as, as not so helpful. And I also wanted to mention just having an autoresponder like, here, jump on my Calendly. It's kind of like, well, I guess it depends on, on the way people take it. Everybody's different, but sometimes just throwing Calendly at, at people can come across as a little bit rude. Like, well, you know, I guess it's not worth your time to actually take the time to schedule with me. And other people love it because it saves them time. So you just got to kind of be careful with that. But um, you see an example here. Blank is currently out of the office. He or she would be back, you know, here. I will run this by him and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. So a lot of my emails are answered this way. Like, hey, so-and-so, Brett's not here. I'm reviewing his email. I'll make sure to bring this up with him. I just bought myself at least, you know, the rest of the business day for sure. Just make sure you get back to that email later or... Hi, this is blank. This seems like something I can help you with instead of waiting on Brett to get through his or her meeting, obviously his, uh, how can I help? So that's another thing why you're going to want. Um, and again, you know, there's, there's good VAs all over the world, but what we kind of emphasize is, uh, here on the Western hemisphere, at least, although now we have English speaking first virtual assistants from uh, several different countries, not on the Western hemisphere anymore, but, um, they understand the nuances, the language, right? Working your time. When you have somebody who's very mechanical, which you can find in, in some countries, then they don't, you know, it's going to take longer to train them to, to put in their own thought into what's the best way that I can handle this email? Because it is tough. I'll, I'll admit it's tough to get over the concept of like, well, someone's going to be reading all my emails. That's rude. That's very personal to me. That's like my notebook, I guess. I think I had a little bit of a learning curve there. And then I was finally like, just here, you know, my, even my personal emails manager, like just take it, just run with it. But that's a really good response for somebody to just say, I can help you with this. I don't, you know, you don't need to wait on Brett. I will save your time. That's a, a really good response that your assistant can have. So, all right, step four, we've already covered. Check your urgent, sorry, moved off that slide. Check your urgent responses twice per day, preferably in the morning. Um, now, I'll say preferably in the morning, I used to say this, my, my business partner gets staffed up, uh, Enrique Fernandez, we have this conversation all the time. Your best, most thoughtful energy is the morning. It's when you're the freshest. And there's a book that um, one of our good friends, Josh Jones, I don't know if he's in here, recommended that, that we read uh, The One Thing. So if anybody's read that, I think it's uh, Richard Keller. Um, the one thing you want to tackle, like the biggest thing in the morning, that's what you should focus on. Or, may, or maybe it's, I heard two things and three things. I heard another productivity hack recently at the end of every day, write down the six things that you need to get to the next day and then pick the three most important ones and move them over. 
and get those three done. And, and if you get to the other three, fine, but if not, carry them on. So I don't really recommend first thing in the morning. I think it takes away from your focus energy. There's a movement called Miracle Morning that we adhere to. Um, one of our, our core values is, you know, really talks about kickstarting your day. It's called attack your day. It's our first core value. So getting bogged down in emails, probably not the thing that you want to do. At least I found it's not the most productive. So um, uh, set a recurring meeting with your assistant at the same time every day. This is important to get into a rhythm of your assistant needs to have the power to interrupt you. Because like once you get rid of your email, it's very liberating. And so you're like moving on. I don't care. I don't want to uh, you know, do my email. You handle it. And so my personal assistant will like knock the virtual door down like, hey, we got to get to these emails. I'll get a text. I'll get you know, messages on Messenger. It's like, OK, you know, I got to have the same time every day. That's very important. At least a 15 minute check in, because in 15 minutes, your most important emails can be read to you and you can dictate a response. And sometimes you need your own response. But absolutely, 15 minutes a day is enough for your critical emails. Um, and again, this can be accomplished via phone when you travel. If you have a virtual assistant anyway, then, you know, it, it doesn't matter that they'll track you down wherever you are. Uh, it's the same thing when you're on the road. So it seems intuitive. But unless you have pre-sorted folders, this meeting won't be as fruitful because what you want in this quick 15 minute meeting, which again, you can get your email down to 30 minutes per day if you do this twice, is, you know, knock it out, knock it out. This, you know, client, vendor, something important, something happening. What do you want the response? This, you know, dumpster fire, this happened well, we've got a client complaint, et cetera, and you just handle it as you go. Um, that's gonna help you be very efficient. So. Top three efficiency hacks we have here. Uh, move or relabel multiple emails instead of going one by one. Um, I really like that productivity hack. So labels depends on what system you use. If you use Gmail or uh, you know Zoho or Outlook, you know, labels is, I guess, they, they can be really good or, or they can sort of be too many. But I wouldn't do more than four folders. One time I had a different folder early on in my, for every case and it was like trying to organize all those all of your Clio's and Rocket Matter should already source your emails for you and connect them to the matter. So no need to do that. You really can just archive or, or mark as read most, most of your emails. Um, all right, so two, you must remove the label from emails that have been read. This one drives me nuts when it's not done right. This one's very important. So um, what I ended up doing, especially lately, is instead of having the important folder, I will have like VIP, very important emails that are just marked as unread. So when I go to check my email, I'll have a handful of things that are white that I know I can get to real quick, real quick, that were already pre-sorted for me. And then I can either do responses myself or you know give those responses, wait to the meeting, depends. And then everything else can come later. But once you have an email that's read, make sure you, you mark it as read and you don't leave it. Or if it's not handled, Okay, if you don't have closure or finality on an email, mark it as unread and put it in the proper, even in the folder, you want your unreads at the top so you know exactly what you need to get to. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, I said, um, have your assistant print out the emails that are urgent or need your response. Again, that's only possible within house. So if not, then they should be ready with those emails point by point by point by point when you get on your virtual meeting or Zoom. And again, this, this meeting can help clear your inbox 
in less than 10 minutes and you dictate the responses and they're writing them down, you're going to get some responses sometimes that you don't love, right? Like you, you're, you're going to get some, uh, you're going to dictate to your new assistant and you're like, I told you this, you didn't really say it. So you know what? If you're that worried about it, then for the first week, have them email the responses back to you. It'll take a little longer to train that week. And then you're off and running over time. It's going to get better and better. We, um, if you were listen to the breakout panel, you know, Molly talked a lot about onboarding and, and the importance of that. So like it gets staffed up, we find amazing, incredible people, but there's no way we could train them all for your law firm and your business because every law firm is just so different. So having these systems and picking up the tips of how to train people, it's not as hard as, as it sounds. You can spend, you know, a, a few hours, two, three, and come up with onboarding systems for a few positions. And you can do that, you know, let's say four times in one week, and you basically have half of your law firm onboarding already done as long as you're creating that time. So there will be a training period and there will of course be a learning period. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.